Well, hello, listener, and welcome to the Rambling Gator Podcast. This is the podcast where I ramble about life lessons learned through my real-life stories. I'm Mike, your host. I'm also known as the Gator, and I thank you for joining me. Since you're up here on this porch, go ahead and pull up a chair and sit a while. I'm getting ready to ramble a little bit, man. Enjoy it. Well, hello, kind listener. This is the Gator coming at you from the porch. I want to take a moment to wish you and your families a very Merry Christmas. Thank you for taking time on this very special and blessed day to listen to me ramble a bit and tell you the last of our Kringle One stories for 2022. This particular piece I wrote back in 2017 is another period piece, a very similar to one I wrote on the Battle of the Bulge, one you heard about two weeks ago. This one's equally poignant. Uh, equally timely, and talks of Kringle One's involvement in bringing peace to a very troubled time. Thanks so much for listening, and Merry Christmas. No Man's Land, December 24th, 1914. Heavy was the snow that fell the days before Christmas Eve. A blanket of white covered the countryside and expanse between the Allied and Axis lines. Just above it hung a thickening mist, a fog created when fresh falling snow mixed with the warmth of wood fires and warming ground. For months, the two sides were joined, clashing incessantly in the muddy chasm that separated them one from another. But tonight, all sat silent, save the singing. The singing. Lance Corporal Oliver Dunleavy lay against a trench wall, nodding. Intermittent snowflakes striking his face roused him from his restless nap. He opened an eye and stared blankly into the flames, looking from the burning logs nearby. He stole a glance at other men lining the sides of the trench. Some were, like Oliver, sleeping or nodding. Others chatted with whispered tones near the fire. Yet all were like Oliver, exhausted from their ceaseless charges across the battlefield only to be turned back or slain by weathering gunfire or artillery shelling. Tonight, they all were thankful for the silence. Silence, except for the singing resonating from the enemy trenches a mere hundred yards away. The singing. Oliver closed his eyes. Within moments, he was hundreds of miles away from the mud, cold, and snow of the trench, transported to the safety, warmth, and comfort of his home in Yorkshire. Mary, his young bride, was setting table for a Christmas feast. His brother Jonathan and the Dunleavy clan would soon arrive to enjoy the fatted goose and trimmings. Oliver could see the crackling fire in his old stone hearth and feel its warmth. He gazed upon his family gathered around the Christmas tree, singing, enjoying brandy and sherry atop full bellies. The merriment warmed Oliver's heart and absorbed every facet of his soul. He placed an arm around his brother and joined in the course. Corporal? Mary started, staring expressionless into Oliver's eyes. The singing continued. The singing. Corporal, wake up. Oliver opened an eye to see his lieutenant standing over him. The tired officer muttered as he tapped the corporal's boot again. It's time. 
The militia occupying this fragment of forever fortification had listened to the singing rising from the German lines all afternoon, and as nightfall descended, the gaiety continued. The familiar strains of Silent Night and O Christmas Tree grew from the German lines. An interplus yard expanse that separated them in the daytime, now in the darkness seemed mere feet away. The Germans crooned, clanked their tin cups and toasts, and laughed with good cheer around their small fires. Oliver could hear it all clearly, especially rich and soulful singing. The singing. Time to crack on, son, the lieutenant ordered. Let us know what you see. Off you go, then. Oliver rose and stretched his tired body, releasing a fatigued sigh. He then shouldered his infield rifle and started for the ladder in the trench gap. Quietly slipping over the top, Oliver crouched low, making his way forward to and through the gap into barbed wire and into no man's land. He never gave it a second thought as he moved ahead, yard by yard. This wasn't his first nocturnal reconnaissance, but Oliver knew with each attempt, he tempted fate. Even with his singing and merriment, the Germans would be watching. He hoped, however, the fog would conceal him long enough to steal a glance. Oliver was about 50 yards into the stalk when he heard it. It was soft at first, somewhat distant to him, like the memories of friends lost in this never-ending war. But Oliver was sure he heard it, and as he searched his mind to find the word for the sound, it became as clear as the German singing. Jingle bells? Oliver froze, more solid than the ground he crossed. Had I hit a tripwire? He asked himself. If it was a tripwire, then why jingle bells? Or was this the Germans' idea of a bloody joke? Oliver stood stock still, waiting for the singing to stop and for his enemy to prepare for combat. He strained, listening for the telltale click-clack of a German chambering around into his machine gun. The jingle bells had Oliver's full attention now. They seemed to grow closer and closer to him. Then came an animal gruff, a snort followed by a soft thud that startled Oliver. He raised his infield in the direction of the sound, and on instinct, he pulled the trigger. The click was louder than any sound he'd ever heard. Damn, Oliver cursed quietly. He motioned the rifle bolt, chambering around when a voice rose from the mist before him. Put the rifle down, my friend. Oliver could not comprehend what was happening. First he cursed his luck, certain he was captured. In a mind flash, Oliver saw his time at the front and in the war, all coming to a bitter end, either with him in a prison camp or eating a bullet. He closed his eyes, swallowed hard against a dried throat, and prepared for whatever came next. Who are you? Oliver whispered. He held his rifle steady, still pointing in the darkness. <laughs> Allow me to show you, the voice replied with a chuckle. But first, please put down the rifle. The elves and reindeer don't like weapons pointed at them very much. Elves? Reindeer? Oliver thought to himself. I must be dreaming. Did the voice just say elves? Reindeer? The low crunch of snow underfoot rang loud in Oliver's ears, competing with the thump, thump, thump of his racing pulse. He watched as the soft snow fog seemed to divide, 
revealing a burly figure, two small men, and a deer. A reindeer. Oliver blinked. Not once, but several times. Maybe it was a new gas Germans deployed when they heard him. Yes, Oliver reasoned. Surely it is a gas affecting me. But with no coughing or watering eyes, how could he be so sure? Amazement captured him tighter than any German ever could. He stared wide-eyed at the man dressed in a red and white suit and cap, black boots, and a belt. He marveled at the military kit covering his suit's front part. The reindeer standing alongside was equally stout. The two small men, each dressed the same as the larger one, stared straight through Oliver. These are elves. Not just elves, Oliver noticed. By their countenance and choice of weapons, he could tell these little people had seen much and were prepared to protect the larger man at all costs. Oliver strained to take in the old man's features, his white hair and beard framing his round, white, red face. Oliver recognized him immediately, but still thought his mind was playing tricks on him. He kept his rifle leveled at the figures in front of him as he chanced another question. You are Santa Claus, Oliver managed. He could not believe he was asking this. Call me Kringle, Kringle One returned with a smile. Now, uh, the gun, please. Oliver was stunned. Here stood the idol of his childhood, yet he was sure he was dreaming, falling into the slow death that German gas brought on to men like him. Moments before, he was home, by the fire, sipping sherry and singing carols. How could this be possible? He lowered his rifle, then pinched his wrist. The cold sting of flesh between fingernails convinced Oliver that what was happening was real. Thank you, Corporal, Kringle responded. Now, if you'll allow me a moment. Kringle turned and spoke to the darkness behind him. In German, Oliver noticed. Appearing alongside Kringle and the elves came a German soldier. Oliver went to raise his rifle again, but paused as Kringle raised his hand. It's okay, son. Kringle spoke softly. He's with me. Kringle once spoke again in German, and the soldier nodded. I am Franz, he said to Oliver, in accent in English. His voice was quiet. His tone was welcoming. It was crawling to your lines, as you were to mine when Kringle stopped me. Like you, I could not believe it. The real Kringle, here. It is amazing, is it not? Oliver thought about this. Here in his horde killing field stood his childhood hero in Kringle and his mortal enemy in the Germans. He was all at once perplexed, stunned by the scene unfolding in front of him. You mean, Oliver started pointing at France, your people, the singing. Yeah, yeah, France said smiling. It is Christmas. Like you, we celebrate the wonder and magic this time brings us all. Despite our equal circumstances, we give thanks and enjoy the moment before the battles start again. And we do as well, Mike, Oliver responded. It is unfortunate we could not celebrate together as friends. Perhaps you can, Kringle once said. He asked Franz and Oliver to come close, and the jolly old elf laid out his plan. An hour had passed 
before Oliver and Franz, each having ventured back to their lines, returned with a friend or two to meet Kringle One. It took the two soldiers each that long to convince their leaders of what they witnessed in No Man's Land. Rightly so, their superiors thought they had gone mad, minds twisted from the war finally snapping them on this holy night. Each side sent a scant party to accompany their respective madmen and verify what they'd seen. And, like Franz and Oliver, these men also encountered Kringle One, the elves, and reindeer. Soon word got back of the unarmed gathering happening in the killing field. Men from both sides, eager to see Kringle One, ventured forth to the gathering between their entrenched lines. And there, English and German soldiers gathered, extended hands to one another, and spoke of Christmas. They traded cigarettes, chocolates, coffee, and small items of want from either side. Eventually, they even traded prisoners, and friends were reunited. The soldier started singing Silent Night. Soon his voice was joined by Axes and Allied soldiers until nearly 300 men standing together on the snow-covered plain sang together as one. Kringle one of the elves floated through the crowd, greeting each man, wishing him well and happy Christmas. Then as the men sang Jingle Bells, Kringle one, elves, and reindeer faded back into the woods, boarded the sleigh, and set off for the next stop, leaving behind them singing. You know, this particular version of Kringle One, uh, I wrote in 2017, and um, based on true story, and based on the actual cessation of hostilities between the Axis and Allied lines in 1914, Christmas Eve of 1914, actually, as a former soldier, it hits me on different levels, um, especially this time of year when our soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines are far away from us and, and from their families and far away from home and doing the different work that they do across the globe. And, and even now, as we look at this conflict over in Europe, there in Ukraine, uh, the different conflicts that rage across the world, you know, brother against brother, man against man, really, if we ever needed a Kringle one, boy, we sure need one now, right? Someone to come to eventually help cease these these engagements, these hostilities against each other, uh, and bring us all together as uh, as one race, right? The human race, and I think that's why we're here on this planet, really, to, to uh, in this particular plane, in this dimension, however you want to look at it, to come and learn how to live together, to live together in the moment for the moment that we're here, and use our gifts and talents and, and abilities that have been bestowed upon us by our Creator to serve one another, take care of one another and not go after one another. And, and that's part of what I want to tell too. And, and, you know, if you notice in that story, Kringle One wasn't necessarily the figure. He was just a catalyst, really, um, bringing together these two sides and the things that erupted from it. And the tie that kind of goes through, if you notice it, was a whole notion of singing. And, and I don't know where that came from. Well, I technically, I do know where that came from. It, 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 thanks to the, to the creator for giving it to me. And I wanted that to be a tying bind that began in the beginning of the story. And at the end of the story, it became a continuity piece throughout the story, uh, singing. So as you enjoy your Christmas today, uh, first of all, I, I thank you for taking the time to listen. 
But as you take your time here on, on Christmas Eve, too, you know, I actually hope you do some singing. I hope you do some singing that, that comes from deep within you and allows you to express who you truly are. And I know that very soon there will be a lot of singing that we'll all do, if you believe as I believe. But in the meanwhile, we got to do our best here to, to try to look after each other and take these things, these conflicts, these, you know, this, this man-on-man annihilation that continues to happen and find a way to stop it. Find a way to come together as one because if we don't, we're going to lose a lot more than just this planet. I think we're going to actually lose our mortal soul. So, I wish you all the best. I wish you all and your families a very Merry Christmas. And for now, thanks so much for listening and so long. Hey, thanks for stopping by and rambling with the old Gator on the Rambling Gator podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe to or follow the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also send me an email to the rambling gator at gmail.com and follow my deeper dive show discussions at the rambling gator.com and wherever you're listening to this great big old world i hope you and yours remain happy and healthy and please tell your friends to stop on by and pull up a chair for the rambling gator podcast this is old gator saying so long for now <laughs>